if you are showing up to a place you hate every day where your gifts, abilities, and potential aren't being realized, of course you're going to pursue a passion by starting a side hustle. Welcome back to the Impact Entrepreneur Show. My name is Mike Flynn, and I am honored to be your host. Our mission here on the Impact Entrepreneur Show is not just to inspire you, but also to help you tap into and begin to believe in your God-given potential and purpose. That's right, baby. We want you to not only be inspired, but experience breakthrough. And we do that on this podcast by interviewing incredible people who are using their experiences, their skill set, their platforms to have a game-changing impact in the lives of others. And here's the thing. None of these folks are simply sitting back, living a life of leisure. They have things to do, places to go, and lives to impact. Speaking of that, what is up, my friends? Here I am in this solo episode to talk to you about why following your passion might be bad advice. This is actually an article that I wrote and that was featured in Addicted to Success back in September. And we've all heard it a thousand times. If you want to be happy in life, follow your passion. But let's take a closer look at this advice. The word passion comes from the Latin rooted word patior, which means to suffer. So when someone tells you to follow your passion, they're actually saying you should do something that you're willing to suffer for. That's not how passion is used in today's entrepreneurial landscape. It's been hijacked and saddled with a new meaning tied to a financial outcome. Frankly, passion has nothing to do with earning a 10x return or building a seven-figure business. That garbage is used to peddle books and programs, and it's not the truth. Here's the question to ask yourself to see if you're passionate about what you're doing. Am I willing to put in the work and never see the fruit? If the answer is no, then I hate to break it to you. That's not your passion. Fear not, though. In this article and in this conversation, I will lay out an alternate starting point for whatever it is you want to achieve in life. And that said, I don't want you to ignore your passion. So let's first walk down the path of following your passion to see where you might end up. Many of you listening to this show, many of my friends have a side hustle. They are part of the side hustle culture. So let's start with a simple question. Why has follow your passion become such a popular mantra in the recent years? Part of this misconception I mentioned that riches will come if you follow your your passion, pursue your passion, but the other piece is it actually has to do with employee disengagement. Worldwide, we're showing up to work totally checked out. A Gallup study revealed that 85% of employees are not engaged at work, and it's costing us $7 trillion annually in lost productivity. That's more than the GDP of all but two countries, US and China. If you are showing up to a place you hate every day, where your gifts, abilities, and potential aren't being realized, of course you're going to pursue a passion by starting a side hustle. It's estimated that 37% of Americans have just done have done just that. 
Where might your passion lead? Side hustles don't just represent extra income. They also represent freedom, the chance to break away from a hated job and pursue a passion, quote unquote, full time. So let's say you do that. Statistics paint a grim picture for your chances of long-term success. According to the Small Business Administration, about half of new businesses fail to make it past the five-year mark. If you've tethered your identity to the twisted definition of passion that equates success with a certain outcome, your self-worth will likely take a big hit. You might see yourself as a failure, which isn't true. But that won't stop those thoughts from entering your mind. Instead of attaching your identity to your passion, let me suggest a different approach. Find your worth before you find your why. What Simon Sinek talked about in his book, Start With Why, is spot on. Before looking at the what, you need to figure out the why. But there's actually a crucial step that you have to do before that. You must first remember that you are worthy of having a why in the first place. If your self-worth has cratered after following your passion and failing, you might not feel very worthy. That's why I suggest beginning here with worthiness and not deferring it to the future. Let's keep digging. In order to see yourself as worthy, you need to answer the question, who am I? Only once you know yourself can you see the worthiness inside you. When I set out to answer that question myself, here were three things that helped. First, go and do something incredibly challenging, something that challenges you physically and cerebrally, mentally. For me, that was CrossFit because it required my full focus, attention, and awareness, and my brain activity. And as a result of successfully completing those challenging workouts, I discovered new neural pathways that fired off all kinds of creativity. Another tip that I took advantage of is making time for reflection and visualization, preferably sometime close to after you've completed that physically demanding activity. And third, create I am statements. The great Lou Holtz once told me that there's 422,000 words in the English vocabulary, and the most important word among them is the word choice. The next two most important words are I and am. Let's walk through each of these a little bit more to discover the detail. The first step, as I mentioned, is doing something challenging. And for me, that was CrossFit. And I believe that when you do something challenging, it opens up the possibility that you can accomplish something mentally challenging too. We're actually building on what Dr. Albert Bandura called self-efficacy, which is our belief in our own ability to succeed in challenging situations or accomplish a difficult task. And when I do an intense workout and don't die, it builds my confidence that I can do other difficult things. However, I can't tap into that belief if I don't take time to reflect on it. That's why after you do something challenging, and it doesn't necessarily have to be exercise, you must take time to be silent and visualize yourself achieving something difficult in the future. And by doing this, you're acknowledging and reinforcing the idea that you are effective and capable. And from there, I find tremendous value in writing I am statements such as this one. I am capable of doing hard things. When you do something challenging, you're working through the progression that ends here. You can move from 
I think I can to I know I can to I can, and finally I did. By reflecting on your thoughts, you can recognize this progression. And by verbalizing it with I am statements, you can make a clear declaration about your identity. The next step is actually to use your gifts to serve others. I can say with confidence that these three steps will help you discover who you are, why you're worthy, and what your why is, because it worked for me. About a decade ago, I was nearly broke, had to short sell our first home, and was diagnosed with postpartum depression after the birth of our fourth child. And my wife, obviously, was the one that did all the heavy lifting there. And in every way, I saw myself as a failure. As I worked through this process, I discovered new things about myself. I rebuilt my sense of self-worth, and I found a new why, which turned out to be helping people find the truth that dwells within them. Now, I am fueled by this passion because I am rooted in purpose. Instead of focusing on an outcome, I am focused on using my gifts to help as many people as I can. If you ask me, I'm willing to suffer for that. One thing I did not include in the original article is the power of reflection. I, I did actually mention reflection, but I, I talked more about visualization. Reflection is an incredibly powerful exercise as well. It literally means to bend back or direct light or heat onto something. So I ask you to go back in time to direct light onto the challenges that you've experienced in your life, insert hope there, and carry that forward into tomorrow. I hope this episode was helpful for you, that it breathed life into you, and it reminded you that you are worthy and worthy of a why. Now have a great day. This episode is brought to you by the Lawton Marketing Group, a full-service advertising and design agency specializing in websites, social media, apps, logos, and more. Based in Oklahoma, they work with clients across the nation from small businesses to large corporations and everything in between. You can find them right now on the web at www.lawtonmg.com or call them at 580-275-2063. Connect with them now for a complimentary competitive analysis of your website. Just tell them the impact entrepreneur told you to call. Thank you for listening. If you missed any of the key points and highlights from my conversation, we've got you covered over at theimpactentrepreneur.net forward slash podcast for show notes to each and every episode. And while you are there, check out Flynn Wealth Strategies and Insurance Solutions. You can do that by visiting flynnwealthstrategies.com. The Lot Marketing Group and the Podcast Masters. We could not do this show without them and with all of their support. Now, until next time, go make an impact.